You probably remember, maybe not, I hope you do, Dick Simpson as a former alderman, longtime alderman in Chicago, professor emeritus, University of Illinois at Chicago, and also the author of several books, including Democracy's Rebirth, The View from Chicago. I think we've got this election coming up, Dick Simpson, don't we? Uh, going to be one, yes. Um, I'm not sure all Chicagoans are necessarily going to participate, unfortunately. Okay, so that's a good place to start. Uh, d- d- what will what will it look like? Are a lot of people going out to the polls? The vo- early voting, I-, I guess, has been impressive. What What do you think? Yeah, the early voting has been impressive, both the mail ballots and the people who voted in person early. Uh, but the best prediction is uh, we'll be lucky to get 40% of the vote, uh, voters eligible to vote. Uh, it'll be somewhere beyond 500,000 people. Uh, and as you know, there are many close races, and a few thousand votes one way or the other could swing most of them. How does that compare to the last mayoral vote? Uh, not the runoff between Lori Lightfoot and Tony Preckwinkle, but the vote that led to that. Much lower. It was, I think, 34 percent and then maybe 36 percent in the runoff. Um, it um, has been low in the mayoral elections, the city elections, alderman and mayor, um, for some time now. If you go back to the 1980s when Harold Washington ran, uh, we had virtually 80% of the people voting, so there's a big difference. Uh, and we don't have a complete explanation for why. Hmm. Okay, and we'll talk about the mayoral race, but the aldermanic races are also occurring. I want to talk about those, too. So uh, I'm sure you don't know all the candidates because there are, I believe, likely a record number of candidates. Dick Simpson, I think that's because, in part, so many aldermen have said, I am not going to run again. Uh, Perhaps a record number as well. Why is that? Yes. Um, There are nearly 250 candidates. They originally ran for aldermen. Some were knocked off in the petition process, but there's still more than 200 running for 50 seats. Uh, you're quite correct uh, in what's called the Great Resignation. Uh, there are um, almost 16 seats in the city council that are vacant. All of them have either been under indictment, have run for higher office, or have simply uh, decided to leave the council. It's partly a generational thing. Uh, many of the aldermen have been there 20 years or more, uh, and we're simply moving on in a natural pattern. Uh, but uh, it is an unusually high number of vacancies. I know it means a big change in the city council. I know you're a supporter of Lori Lightfoot. Having said that, some of those aldermen who have left or are not running again said, I can't take it anymore. Those are my words, not their words, but that's the essence of what they're saying. And they're saying it because of the divisiveness that is in City Hall. And they're pointing their finger at the mayor. It's a little strange because uh, Richard J. Daly, Richard M. Daly, and Rahm Emanuel were not warm and fuzzy mayors. Um, <laughs> no. They uh, tended to lash out against opponents, um, particularly the Dalys. The longer they stayed in power, the more autocratic they became. So uh, it's not like we've had you know just wonderful, soft, friendly mayors. Uh, that's not the Chicago tradition. 
Okay, so let's get to it. The, the aldermanic races, we don't have time for all 50, but I want to hit some of the important ones. The first ward, I'll start there, the race to represent Wicker Park. That's part of Logan Park as well. And Daniel Laspada, who's the incumbent, his office was vandalized, I believe, more than once. A drink was thrown at him at some point. Joe Moreno, a former alderman himself, is running against him. And also uh, a Royko, Sam Royko. Royko, of course, is a well-known name in Chicago. What do you think? Well, it's going to be an interesting race. I, my own sense is that Mosquito will probably get reelected. I don't see Joe Moreno coming back. There is a good bit of support for Royko, um, and it's one of those races that as many of them are. They're too close to call because it could be a few hundred votes will separate uh, the candidates. Um, usually, you need about eight thousand votes, or sometimes seven thousand, to win an award. The other thing people may not realize is these are very expensive elections. The average election for aldermen in the city of Chicago is now about $250,000 for the winner. In Lincoln Park, on the east side of Lincoln Park, in the 43rd Ward, we already have candidates spending nearly a million dollars, and that's uh, happened in the last time around also. All right, let's jump to the 43rd Ward. Interesting circumstance there. Uh, The... The alderman, longtime alderman, Michelle Smith, said, I am resigning for personal reasons. This gives Mayor Lightfoot the opportunity to uh, suggest, anyway, uh, the alderman that she recommends. That alderman, Timmy Knutson, has been the alderman there, I'm guessing, for 10 months, 11 months, maybe not quite that long. Uh, And uh, he has some opposition uh, that is uh, causing divisiveness within that ward. Yes, um, there are multiple candidates, but there are only three top candidates. Um, uh, in addition to Knutson, there's um, uh, two women candidates, Wendy Nation and Rebecca Rivinowitz, uh, who are making a serious try. Wendy Nation is not as well-funded this time around, and so it looks like it'll be a runoff between Rebecca and Timmy. There's actually a lot of hate being spewed in that race as well. And there also are suggestions of issues that, you know, this brings up a topic I want to talk about, that if the Chicago Tribune were the Chicago Tribune of 20 years ago, or the Sun-Times for that matter, or if I'm going back 20 years, I'm almost going back to the Daily News. So if the newspapers were around doing what they did then, would at least some of these candidates be more under a microscope. I'm thinking one in the 43rd Ward, but several others around the city as well. Well, in all of the cases, even in the past, when the newspapers were active and they had investigative reporters, um, they, uh, the problem was there were too many wards and too many candidates. So they tended to focus on the four or five most interesting wards It might be bellwethers for uh, the general Chicago politics or might line up with the mayoral candidates. Usually it was a split between reformers and machine candidates uh, over the great long period of Chicago's history since 1871, after the Chicago fire, when the first political machines were formed. So to sum up, going back to the 43rd Ward, you're suggesting 
Timmy is your guy that you're betting on. I've got two easy ones for you, second ward and third ward, where Brian Hopkins um, and Pat Dowell are respectively running unopposed. Yes, those we can predict. They're <laughs> along with the 47th. Yeah, put your money on those, right, and also... Right, the, I think big bets on those. All right, so if they should they should bet on this stuff, and no, they should shouldn't really. They, they actually do, really. Um, um, at least the mayor's race, but uh, there aren't very many betting sites. Maybe I'm glad of that. I don't know. I'm glad we'll be coming back with former Alderman Dick Simpson, Professor Emeritus, University of Illinois Chicago, on WGN. Back on WGN Radio with former Alderman Dick Simpson, a political analyst, Professor Emeritus, University of Illinois, Chicago, and Democracy's Rebirth, The View from Chicago. That's the most recent book. We're talking about the aldermanic races. We'll talk about the mayoral race in a moment. Uh, Let's go to the 15th Ward. Ray Lopez ran for mayor. Uh, and he decided to opt out of that race and go back to the aldermanic race. Is it a shoe-in for Alderman Lopez? It's very likely because he had such a big bump in um, in uh, name recognition, which is important in aldermanic races. Uh, he's also been the incumbent alderman, which means he's done favors for a lot of constituents. That said, it's uh, it's not a foregone conclusion, but... You know, anytime you run for a high-profile race like mayor, even if you drop out fairly early, you get a big bump in recognition, and people in the ward sort of say, well, you know, he was a candidate for mayor. Um, this may be our guy. Um, it's very interesting. He has the most dissent in the city council uh, from uh, Mayor Lightfoot and Mayor Lightfoot's winning coalitions. Yeah, he's not exactly best pals with Mayor Lightfoot and says so. And that's the thing. I mean, any opportunity to be in front of a TV camera over the past four years, I I think it's fair to say, Alderman Lopez has been, or on the radio. So, yes, if name recognition matters, what about the 46th Ward, which in part is uh, Lincoln Park, and I didn't mean to say that, in part is Lakeview, and in part is Uptown. Yeah, it's an interesting ward in retiring Alderman. There are multiple candidates, and it's not quite sure who's going to get in the runoff because that is a ward which, um, like the 48th ward, probably the second and third place um, uh, candidate will uh, uh, be only a few hundred votes ahead of uh, the other. Uh, so this is one where the votes really count. So if you live in the 46th or 48th ward, uh, and you have any views about who should be alderman, these are important races. They're probably too close to call. The various advantages to each of the candidates, uh, generally speaking, the division in 46 and 48 is between more progressive candidates um, and more what might be called moderate liberals. And so that's going to be sort of an interesting test. They, they were both represented by moderate liberal aldermen. And it's very likely that uh, that will be a strong influence. Uh, in, but the, the voters are choosing the future. And both wards are in the process of uh, significant change, um, both in the commercial areas and in terms of some of the housing. 
The 48th is Greatly Rogers Park and Edgewater, I believe. So the 46th yeah, Ward. Yeah, the 46th Ward belonged to James Kappelman, the 48th Ward, Harry Osterman. And they both said, we're not going to run anymore, you know. Uh, among the many aldermen who have said that. Uh, so let's talk about the mayoral race. Uh, nine folks running for mayor. And and I want to ask you a question I'm curious about. I mean, uh, we don't name names, but there are some at the bottom of the pack that at this point, according to polling, are not even close. There's no way that they would say at this point in time, they must know that. I, I don't know Dick Simpson. I've never run for office, so I don't know. But they must know. I'll, I'm, there's no way I can win. I mean, they're polling at maybe 4% or some such thing. So why don't they lend their support to the candidate they favor? I guess that's just not going to happen. Oh, so the runoff. Um there are several things at stake. First of all, there's the ego of the candidate themselves. Even though the polls may say they're losing, they think that they're so wonderful as a person that they're going to somehow win through. Really? Secondly, they have um, supporters who have been very invested in their campaigns and made sacrifices. Sure. And they don't want to disappoint their um, uh, opponents and they never know, uh, their supporters, and they never know... Will some big event happen just the weekend, this weekend, uh, and the next day before the election? For instance, back in 1983, there was the famous uh, speech by Eddie Verdoliak, uh essentially saying uh, you have to vote for, uh, for Jane Byrne because otherwise uh, the whites are going to lose the city. And that's uh, fired up the African-American community vote. So things can happen even in the last hours if they get covered significantly by the media. So that's a, that brings up an interesting point. Our, we've got several African-American candidates and uh, two who are women. And at one point in time, Lori Lightfoot said, and I am paraphrasing, if you're an African-American woman, you should vote for me. Well, there's two now in the race. She also suggested prejudice, if you will, on behalf of the media, that the media is responsible for targeting her because she's an African-American woman, where now, again, there are two in the race, the second being Alderman Sophia King. Can you comment on that? Well, uh, Sophia King uh, doesn't have a lot of support outside her ward. She's one of the candidates you were mentioning at the bottom uh, of the um, support base based on all the polls. Uh, she's been a good alderman. That's, that's not really an issue. Uh, but uh, that's, that's a significant difference. What Mayor Lightfoot was uh, trying to do was to fire up the African-American vote, which is uh, critical to her re-election. She doesn't, she's not going to get a majority because there's seven African-American candidates, but she does need to get a significant vote out of the African-American community. Will she, and also will she get, uh, frankly, the vote from the gay community and also the liberal lakefront community, all of which she had in her pocket last time around? Yes. Again, the mayor's race, uh, in terms of who gets in the runoff, would be decided by a few thousand votes. So it's, there are uh, several candidates in virtually a statistical tie. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot, Paul Ballas, who's said to be leading, 
Uh, and then uh, Chewy Garcia with Brandon Johnson coming on fairly strong. Uh, Willie Wilson will get his usual 10% or so of the vote and not be uh, a factor into who's in the runoff, but he won't have a chance himself. So it's an interesting combination uh, and very hard to predict uh, exactly who will make it in the runoff. Now, I know you're a supporter of Lori Lightfoot, at least I believe so. So why would you, you've been around Chicago for a very long time, or shall I say just for a long time, why do you think that she is the best choice? Uh, For two reasons. One, uh, she did carry out her uh, proposed good government reforms, including curbing aldermanic privilege, uh, strengthening the ethics ordinance three different times, and powering the inspector general to do investigations uh, without permission of the alderman, um, and so forth, down the whole range. Uh, And in the progressive agenda, particularly I'm impressed with her Invest Southwest, but also the affordable housing ordinance. And uh, it's a question of who should guide Chicago. Over the next four years, we're going to have major transformations. The Obama Center is going to come in to uh, be completed. We're going to have uh, the Lincoln Yards make a significant step forward, the neighborhood 78 and the new Southside project across from McCormick Place. We're talking about twenty to 30,000 new housing units. Uh, and the affordable housing ordinance is going to be very major effect on that. So I know that there are progressives who say, well, Lightfoot hasn't done enough, but her attempt to make these changes uh, was impeded by first the pandemic and then by the economic recession. And a lot of the things that she started are coming to fruition now. I think she needs another four years to complete the task. Well said. However, if you ask most Chicagoans, I believe, and again, polls demonstrate this is true, the biggest issue of all, and we're running out of time here, so a quick answer, but the biggest issue of all is crime. And uh, most Chicagoans do feel less safe than they did when she took office. Can you comment on that? That's true, and crime is the big issue in this election, and it will sway a lot of the voters. Uh, the problem is it's not clear who has a magic solution to the crime problem. Um, Paul Vallis, for instance, has a more conservative approach in support of the police. Um, the other candidates, mostly uh, than Willie Wilson, have a more progressive approach. So Chicagoans are going to be asked to choose between a more get-tough-on-crime, um, the worst was Willie Wilson saying, shoot down the criminals like rabbits, um, but and a progressive approach, which is let's do more with social programs, more with mental health, which is Brandon let's solve Johnson. The underlying problems. Yeah, I think if that's Brandon Brand- Johnson as well as in that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Always fascinating to talk to you. Let's talk maybe after the election and see who makes the runoffs or not. And there will be runoffs yes, for aldermanic campaigns as well. It, and also, it's not going to be probably over on election night. The vote counting is likely to go on to the next day. Or the next year. I'm not sure. Former Alderman Dick Simpson, always good to talk to you. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Steve.